Welcome to the Carolina Kayak Lucker Hunters podcast sponsored by Carolina Waters, the podcast that covers the tournament trails in North Carolina and beyond. Hope everyone has enjoyed their fall spring. I know I have for the most part except for the allergies that have come with it. Oh, it's been it's been really bad and I'm sure you can hear them in my voice right now. That's been it's the allergies have been pretty brutal so far this year. So I'm not really looking forward to what actual spring has to offer, but I sure have enjoyed the fishing during this these last couple of weeks of 70 to 80 degree weather, and I hope all of you have. It looks like across the board there are a lot of really big fish being caught, so hopefully you were one of the anglers who was able to get on some of those uh, some of those big bass. The past couple of weeks we have had a lot of tournament action. Uh, this season kickoff for CKA and the second regular season event for the Queen City Kayak Bass Fishing Trail. So we're going to jump into some results here, and then we will get to our guest. Starting with that CKA event, Brian Chalk has pretty much picked up where he left off last season. He wins Lake Norman with a limit, a five bass limit of 91 and a quarter inches with a 19 and a quarter inch kicker. He had all spotted bass in his winning bag. Nick Williams finishes second with 87 and a half inches. And Ped Vang finishes third with 85 and a quarter inches. A lot of spotted bass caught during that event. Also a lot of a lot of limits during that event. There was I think the big bass was 20 inches and that was a that was a large mouth. So uh, a lot of spotted bass. A couple a couple decent large mouth here and there, but Brian really showed its full potential there, catching that that 91-inch bag. So congratulations to him, and I expect we'll probably see a lot more of him at the top of the leaderboard as the season goes along for CKA. That same weekend, Queen City took on the Yatkin chain for the Yatkin YOLO event, and Kenley Martin put on a clinic in how to catch largemouth bass. He wins the event with a four-bass limit, measuring 82 and a half inches that's that's pretty incredible i think i saw that he had close to 100 inches on his social media posts so what an incredible day for kinley on the yadkin chain landon smith finishes second with 77 and a half inches and austin bang finishes third with 75 even the next queen city event will be the south divisional opener at lake murray based on what KBF did there a uh, a couple weeks ago. That should be an absolute smash fest. I mean, there were giant bass measured everywhere on Lake Murray during that KBF event, and I expect the the Queen City event will not be any different. Again, it could be more pre-spawn than spawn. I think a lot of people were anticipating early spawn, and this cold snap I think will set them back a little bit. But regardless. Lake Murray's got some giant fish in it. And then the regular season picks back up April 1st at Santee Cooper, and that will be an absolute smash fest in my mind as long as the wind doesn't blow. And that will run alongside the Hobie BOS event, which is April 1st and 2nd. And that has not sold out yet. In fact, there's close to 90 spots open, I think, as of right now. There's 165 anglers signed up for that. So if you're interested in fishing a big money tournament, there are plenty of spots open for that Hobie event. So go sign up on HobieBOS.com. 
Nationally, Greg De Palma takes the win at the first Bassmaster Kayak Series event of the season at Lake Gunnersville. A lot of big bass caught during that event. The weather kind of screwed things up for a lot of people, I think. That a powerful cold front came through right before that tournament was starting. So several anglers still managed to catch some big fish, though. Not, not as many 90-inch bags as I thought. I thought there might be a couple bags that hit the 100-inch mark, but still a really good tournament and a record-breaking uh field for Bassmaster had 234 anglers competing in that event. So it'll be interesting to see if the numbers stay that high for each Bassmaster event throughout the year. Also nationally, this weekend we have the Hobie BOS event at Caddo Lake. That's one I really wanted to go to. It just didn't make sense with my current schedule to go, unfortunately. But there should be some absolutely massive fish caught during that tournament. My guest this week is Garrett Chavis, and he is a rising star in the North Carolina kayak game. He started fishing CKA a couple years ago, and since then he has been consistently in the top half of the CKA standings. He finished third in Angler of the Year last year. He hasn't come up with a win yet, but I have a feeling that will be coming sometime this year or even next year. I think he's right on the right on the edge of a breakthrough. So we will get to know him a little bit. But first, I'd like to thank Carolina Waters for their support of the podcast. Carolina Waters is a fishing and lifestyle brand that calls North Carolina home. From their selection of performance shirts, soft style tees, headwear that includes the new patch hats, Carolina Waters provides high-quality apparel for serious anglers and weekend warriors alike. Visit carolinawatersnc.com for their full line of apparel, and follow Carolina Waters NC on Facebook and Instagram for updates on new gear, local appearances, and more. From the mountains to the coast and all points in between, wear your pride in Carolina Waters. This week's guest is one of the rising stars in the North Carolina kayak game, Garrett Chavis. Garrett, thanks for joining me, and we'll start with this, um, with the with the Lake Norman event for CKA just finishing up last weekend. Kind of evaluate that uh, Lake Norman tournament. What did you see out on the water? And it was it was pretty windy to start with. Um, there's a lot of bird bait busting, so I pulled into a pocket, and there's a lot of bait busting. And I saw a bunch of fish, and I couldn't get any to any to fire for me. I threw a jerk bait. I threw a lot of different shad imitating baits and couldn't get any to fire early in the morning. So my morning bite was pretty tough to begin with. Dude, were you kind of surprised that it took uh, that it took Brian ninety one inches to win? I mean, he was. I mean, he caught him pretty well. It seemed like. Were you surprised by the uh, by the winning bag? No, I, I absolutely weren't. I knew it was going to take at least ninety to win there. I knew somebody's going to get on them. Somebody always gets on them. So I wasn't surprised. That's true. Brian's on fire. I mean, he just pretty much picked up where he left off last season. That's that's good for him. That was pretty wild. Oh yeah, he did a good job. So you're you're a high school senior, correct? Yes, sir. So how before I before I ask this next question, how did you kind of get into kayak bass fishing and bass fishing in general? So before I started kayak fishing, me and my dad, we had a little John boat 
and we'd, we'd fish Macintosh almost every weekend. And I remember they had a tournament there one, one Saturday, and I saw all these guys on kayaks. I was like, man, I want to do this. So me and my dad sold the John boat, and we both got uh, two Titans. He's got a Titan 13.5, and I have a Titan 12. So that's really how I, how I got into kayak fishing. Nice, nice. So unless I missed something going over your stats, while you haven't you haven't won an event yet, you've been super competitive locally. And in the national tournaments you've fished, you've put together some really competitive bags. Um, you know, how have you how have you kind of felt your particularly in the national tournaments where you've got so many, so many great anglers from around the country, how would you evaluate kind of your experience in on these national events and um you know what have you learned from them so far yeah going into these bigger events i like to find something that maybe a lot of the other anglers aren't necessarily doing and trying to finesse the fish really is what what i like to do okay okay so when you when you get to one of these events what like uh for instance uh lake murray you finished 18th that that's right for day one is that correct yes sir so you know take me kind of take me through that what was your kind of what was your approach to lake murray had you ever fished lake murray before and were you know how did were you happy with your 18th place performance kind of evaluate lake murray and what you did at lake murray yeah, so me and my buddy Jared Stanley, we, we got down there on Friday and did some pre-fishing. I found some fish and just went to the tournament and knew they were shallow on the on the ends of bow docks right there by the by, by the bank. And I ran my two coves and I caught my fish and they they were they were decent fish, but they didn't get me they didn't get me in the money. And I was I was a little disappointed that I didn't didn't catch ninety inches on that day one. But I knew I knew I had done well for for only having one day of practice. Absolutely, especially on such a I mean Lake Murray's a pretty big a pretty big fishery. It's got just so many little little fingers to it and I mean the main lake is just I mean I know the fish weren't really on the main lake for that event, but it's just a it's a really big body of water and a difficult place to to break down with just one day. Especially yeah, on and- kayak yeah, and at, at that lake, at this for this time of year, you could really fish. You could really fish for them with any tactic or any lure that you really wanted to. So you could f- basically just fish your strengths. So I just I fish shallow, throw a lot of moving baits, spinner baits, jigs, um, soft plastics, Texas rigs, stuff like that. I gotcha. I gotcha. So on the on the state level and on the local level. Um, I think you've been you've been fishing at least three years, I would say, from a kayak. Um, you know, at the state level, what's been kind of the you know through CCKF or CKA or uh, whatever whatever tournament trails you've fished? What's been what's been some of the highlights for you from fishing locally so far? The biggest thing that stands out to me was the the Mayo tournament or the East versus West Lakes tournament last year. I fished Mayo. The two lakes were Mayo and James. I placed second in that tournament and caught ninety-five and three quarters. I think it was. So that's that's a big that's the biggest standout for me so far with the local tournaments. 
yeah that was a that was a fun event i did the i forget who won that event but did they did, did they fish james did the winner fish james i can't remember no, the, jared won that event and he fished me that's right okay yep. that's right so when you're what did, i guess so far from a kayak what have been some of the biggest lessons you've learned whether it's from the from the local level or from the national level, what have you been able to pick up so far and what have you been able to kind of use to your advantage? One of the biggest things I've learned is to select an area of the lake that you think will produce that a lot of guys, for me, a lot of that, a lot of guys aren't going to necessarily be there and just pick it apart. Just break down the water with different lures until you get some, get a few bites. Okay, just really kind of, just really kind of slowing down and and making the most of it, kind of kind of deal. Yeah, exactly. What would what would be your, kind of your favorite way to fish? Then you you like finesse fishing, I think, is what you mentioned earlier. What's kind of, why why has kind of finesse fishing uh, been a key for you? Because a lot of guys, I don't I don't feel like a lot of guys are really throwing. A drop shot as much as I do. That's that's one of my favorite baits to throw a drop shot. Really, it's just it's just a good finesse bait that'll catch it'll catch big ones as well as numbers. And Are you today's certain? go ahead? I'm sorry. With today's pressure on the lakes, uh, a drop shot's really really key for me at least. Are you throwing that thing deep and shallow, or are you kind of picking your? I guess what's your what's your drop shot drop shot strategy? Pretty I throw much a deep end. Yeah, I throw a deep end shallow. I tend to uh, stay away from it in the dirty, dirty water, but in the clear water, yeah, I'll throw a deep end shallow. Okay, okay. What do you do? Kind of. What do you change about it based on the on the uh, on the depth? Will you change weights? Will you change baits? What's kind of your what adjustments do you make based on the uh based on the conditions? Yeah, uh, for for depth, I'll throw most of the time. I'm always throwing a quarter ounce, and I actually throw a drop zone tackle rattle shot. I love that thing. It's I feel like it's the deal between just a regular a regular lead weight and a, the rattle in there makes a difference. And I'll just variate between like a four and a half inch rubber worm or a six inch rubber worm. Sometimes I'll switch up baits as well. Okay. Interesting. Interesting. Yeah. Quarter ounce. I mean, if you're throwing a quarter ounce everywhere, that's, that is pretty finessey for, uh, I mean, I don't throw a drop shot. Yeah. I've been throwing it more lately, but when I go like on deeper places, I'll even sometimes upgrade to a half. So I'm more, even when I'm throwing a drop shot, I'm more power fishing it, I would say than, than you would be. So that's, that's pretty interesting. Oh yeah. So when you, you know, only being a being a high school senior and coming out here and competing against anglers who've been doing it for 20 years or more, whether it's from whether they started in kayak or, you know, whether they started on the bass boat side and came to kayak, um, did you expect to be uh, as competitive as you are at this point? Or what was your goal kind of coming out? Uh, at first and did you expect to be competing with these guys kind of right away like you did 
I had never fished a tournament a day in my life until I started kayak fishing. So I believe the first tournament I fished was a Sharon Harris event. I think it was in February or March. It was a CK event. Oh, I think there was terrible. 90. Yeah, it was there, there was around 90, 99 guys. And I think I placed 18th that first event. I was just throwing a, throwing a Cinco up shallow and throwing a chatterbait. Oh, okay. That wasn't even a terrible one. <laughs> That was the that was the next year. Then that was the one. Uh, yeah, I believe so. I forget. I forget which year it was. So you're at the one that people actually caught fish on. I got gotcha. you. Yeah, the one yeah they smacked them that year. Anyway, continue. Yeah, so that's. Yeah, I was. I wasn't. I was just going in for my first couple of kayak tournaments. I was just like, I got to catch a limit. Just catch a limit. That was my goal, really. Just to get the limit. Hmm. Now that you've got a couple of years under your belt, what's your, for this year especially, what's kind of your goal for the 2023 season? One of my biggest goals is to try and win AOI. Gotcha, gotcha. Where did you finish, where did you finish in AOI last year? I finished in third with CKA. That's all right. So you were right there. You were pretty close. I was pretty close, yes, sir. You just gotta, you just gotta steal a win from Brian here this year. Oh yeah, for sure. It's gonna be a tough one, but I think it's doable. So when you're looking at the uh, looking at the CK schedule, um, what events kind of stand out to you here in the future that you think will kind of will kind of fit your fit your strengths and you know maybe have the best shot at taking a win. Oh, uh, this 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 Sharon Harris tournament coming up is looking real good. If the weather will warm up, about to have some a few cold fronts in the next next few weeks before that event. So that's that's really going to set the fish off if if the weather don't warm up. Um, that that event should be good if the weather the weather cooperates. Um, Hickory Lake, I think it'll be a pretty good one. And Gaston Lake will will definitely be a slugfest as well. I'm looking forward to those three tournaments this year. Yeah, I think Hickory with your kind of your kind of style of fishing, um, Hickory will probably set up pretty well for you. I would say, um, Gaston's. I think Gaston's one of those that not a lot of not a lot of people have been to recently. Anyway, at least for tournaments. So I think that'll uh-huh. be that'll be. I'd like to, I'll be interested to see how people kind of break down that fishery and who does, see who does well there. Cause it's one of those that haven't, that hasn't been, uh, that hasn't been visited here in a while, I don't think. Yeah. I think, I think the last big tournament that was there was the Queen City Tournament of Champions, I believe, last year. That's right. Yeah. That's right. They did go there, didn't they? I kind of forgot about that. Everything kind of blends together these last couple of couple of years. But um outside of a drop shot, what would you what other baits are you kind of do you like to throw? I can throw a text rig pretty well, rage bug, stuff like that. And I also like to power fish, chatterbait, spinnerbait. I do pretty well with the chatterbait. I like that bait a lot. Yeah, absolutely. There's no doubt about that. It's uh, around here, especially, it seems to catch a bunch of fish, too. 
Oh, yeah. I really started fishing a crankbait at the national championship last year, and that's really when I gained confidence with it. So I've been catching a few fish on it here recently as well. So, okay. Okay. That was your that was your first KBF national championship, right? Yes, sir, it was. What was that experience like for you? It was a blast. It was a blast getting to meet getting to meet everybody, Gene Jensen, Chad, talking with the the big names in the kayak fishing. I really enjoyed it. I'd say that was that was at uh Kentucky Lake, right? Oh yeah. Yeah, that's a talk about a, a beast of a fishery. Um you were on the you were on the CKA team as well for that. Yes, sir, I was. What was it like kind of fishing a uh fishing an individual tournament as well as a uh as a team tournament? How'd you kinda how'd you all kind of juggle that dynamic? We so most of our teammates, we were all in the house together. So after each practice day we'd bounce off ideas, what worked, what didn't, which we were all in different areas of the lake. So different lures play for each of us, each of us different anglers. Gotcha. So you're able to kind of, you're able to share, share things, but yet kind of, kind of make sure your, your individual areas, you know, you, you each had a shot in your individual areas to do well. But oh yeah, exactly. Nice. nice. What was the, what was it like kind of meeting some of those, those bigger names, the Gene Jensen's, the, the uh, Chad Hoover's, what was that like for you? It was pretty cool getting to shake their hand, talking to Gene. I talked to him for a good while. He's got a lot of information. He's a pretty interesting guy. No doubt, no doubt. Did you uh did he give you any any pointers or any any bits of advice that you've kind of taken to heart? Not really. It was just small talk about the tournament, about his son, about life. Okay. Okay. Yeah, he's been I mean, I've been well, I don't know how long he's been doing YouTube now, but he's kind of the, he was kind of the first YouTubers that I found that was fishing from a kayak and whether he was doing his stuff from the kayak or whether he was doing it from a boat, he always seen, he always had like, of the YouTube people, he had like the most concise information. Um, you know, when I was trying to, when I was trying to pick up a bunch of stuff and learn, you know, come out of, coming out of, high school and into the college game he always had the most concise and most practical and useful information i found it yeah definitely yeah between between him and tactical bass and they they're two of the most favorite youtubers with the most information to give about bass fishing no doubt no doubt so when you're when you kind of look ahead to you know even maybe two or three years down the road where do you kind of want to where do you kind of want to end up in the in the fishing world if at all do you see yourself trying to make a make a living some way in the fishing industry or where do you kind of see yourself in like five years yeah man that's my that's my goal to to be ultimately be a professional fisherman that's been one of my dreams for for a long time so i'd love to pursue that either in the kayak world or in the bass boat world Okay. Okay. Are you gonna Are you gonna fish in college? Do you think? Um, I don't believe so. Probably gonna stay around home. Go to a local community college. That'll be good. Get a you know, 
go to school and kind of work at the same time and you know build your build some uh some more local tournament uh knowledge that'll be a good way to good way to get ready for it too so oh yeah but when you um you know, you said earlier that you wanted to to win AOI. Um, you know, even if you don't win AOI this year for CK, what what would you kind of consider a successful season for you this year? Probably going away with maybe a win or two under my belt. Yeah, that would be. Yeah, you've been you've been pretty close a couple times to getting one of those victories. So I think you're you're right on the edge of of getting one here soon, I think. Yeah, man, I hope so. I'm looking forward to it whenever it happens. Especially with kind of the fisheries that are that are on the schedule this year. A lot of those uh you know, those summer tournaments, some of that finesse stuff will start to come into play even more. Especially on a on a tough Randleman in summer or a tough Tucker Town in summer, I think that'll that'll help you out a lot. Oh yeah, I'm not looking too forward to that Randleman tournament, but, but we'll see. <laughs> yeah, Randleman's always been a. I don't know. I like the way it it sets up, but it it's so it's so finicky. Like it just kind of it changes from day to day, and you can't really. I feel like you can't always pinpoint them on yeah, that lake. exactly yeah i feel like it's more of a fall and spring type of lake for me at least mm -hmm. yeah i agree with that what is your what is your favorite lake to fish in the state favorite lake in the state would have to be mcintosh man it's, it's full of giants i just like i just like fishing it it's fun did you get to fish there a lot uh over the winter time I think I went there one or two times. Most of the times I went there it was pretty blown out. That lake, that lake really muddies up if it if we have a lot of rain. So that wasn't my first option when I went fishing this winter. That's for sure. Gotcha, gotcha. Yeah, it did. Like once January hit, the rain just started coming down. It's been like a torrential downpour almost every week since the since like the second week of January. Yeah, definitely. So along with the along with CKA, what events are you are you planning on fishing, you know, CCKF wise, if you're fishing any of those or are you fishing any more uh any more national tournaments? I wanna fish the Chickamauga event with KBF. I think it's one of the trail events. Uh I think it's June tenth and eleventh. I'd like to do that. And I may hop in uh, another Queen City event or two. And then I'll probably fish the the whole season of CCKF as well. Okay, gotcha, gotcha. I'd say take advantage of fishing as much as you can because those uh those days will be uh short lived once you get to the get to the real world. <laughs> so oh yeah, um what uh what Queen City events you have circled? Let me see. I looked at the Norman event. I think it's in the summer, but I think it's the same day as the the Randleman event. So I don't know what I'm gonna. I don't know what my decision is gonna be for that one yet. It really just depends how each of them are fishing. Yeah, that'll be. Yeah, I. 
that'd be a that'd be a tough one to choose because I don't know. Norman in the summertime doesn't sound like uh, much fun either. But <laughs> yeah, and I may try and fish the Santee event on April first with Queen City as well. So that'll that'll definitely be fun for sure. Yeah, that'll be a good one. I'm I'm gonna fish that one with the. Uh, I'm signed up for the Hobie event, and then uh, I, I I know a bunch of the Queen City guys are obviously going to be down there, and then I think uh, Eric signed up, I've signed up, and uh, Don Trailer has signed up for the uh, for the Hobie side of things. So, um, yeah, I think it'll be a good time down there. Yeah, I think so too. It should set up perfectly. Yeah, that. I mean that play. If you've never, have you ever been to Santee? Yeah, I went for the tournament champions. I think. It oh, was that's right. That's right. Twenty twenty one. Yep. Which that time of year at Santee didn't didn't treat me too well, but I've learned a lot since then. So I'd like yeah, to go back. That fall tournament was tough. It can be. Oh yeah. Springtime is by far the best time to go to Santee. So I've for the uh, for the Hobie side of things anyway. As long as the wind doesn't blow like crazy. It should take it should take two hundred inches to win the Hobie side of things. So that sounds about right. It's gonna take hundred inches both days for the Hobie event. Yeah, it should anyway. I thought I thought I was going to last year too, but the wind just blew so bad that first day that that it was just impossible to move anywhere and I think it messed a bunch of fish up. So but it'll be uh I think it'll be fun. Being in the cypress swamp in the spring is always a good time. So, oh yeah, might even see a few alligators. More than a few, probably. <laughs> so, when you think about, you know, we talked about kind of what you what you do well. What are some things you kind of need to kind of need to work on in your mind to to succeed in this in tournament fishing? Biggest thing for me right now is. Figuring out the offshore deal and brush pile fishing. That's that's my biggest thing I got to figure out. I feel like if I can figure that out, I'll be, I feel like I'll be pretty deadly. Yeah, that's a, that's a tough thing to do in a kayak too, especially if you don't have a, if you don't have like a spot lock feature or something. Oh, yeah. You're just be, a lot of times you end up drifting off the spot. You don't even realize it until like five casts later so it's kind of from kayak that's kind of a difficult thing to to you know perfect but i mean guys like guys like joey and rick i mean they've got that got the offshore thing kind of nailed down so it's it's definitely doable just a little bit more uh, a little bit more difficult on the kayak side of things yeah i feel like live scope's got a lot to play with, with nowadays as well so if you don't have it, you're getting beat by it most most of the time. Yeah, for sure. Especially in a bass boat. And I mean the kayak oh, yeah. plays as well. So um do you have do you have live scope or anything like that? Do you have a graph on your on your kayak? Yeah, I have a Lawrence Elite seven Elite FS seven, but I don't have live scope yet. So I got look trying to get that this summer, hopefully. Before the summer, really. Good deal. Yeah. When a Win a tournament, and then you'll uh, then you'll have plenty of uh, then you'll have a little bit of extra money to go get you one with. Oh yeah, that's the plan. 
Awesome, man. Awesome. So before I, one last thing here before I let you go. Um, do you have any sponsors you'd like to uh, like to acknowledge? Any anyone you'd like to uh, shout out or thank here for? Uh... I'd like to thank. You can go ahead. No, go ahead. You're good. I'm on the drop zone tackle pro staff, so I'd like to thank them for for helping me out with that discount code. I love their products. It's, they make the drop shot rattle shot. It's awesome. Highly recommend everybody go check it out. That's my only. Oh, that's my only pro staff that I'm with right now. So, do you have a do you have a YouTube or anything? Any uh, social media that people can yeah, talk I, to? Yeah, I, I have Instagram and Facebook. Oh, I have a YouTube channel. Perfect. Awesome, man. Well, I appreciate you taking time to uh, to jump on the uh, show tonight and. Uh, Good luck at the next one, Sharon Harris. I'm looking forward to seeing what uh what the bags are from that event. I wish I could fish it, but I'll be at the uh I'll be at the Bassmaster Classic. So good luck. Oh, uh, good luck at Harris and uh hopefully you catch some big ones there. Yes, sir. Thanks for having me on the podcast, man. Now it's time for my best catch a segment where I ask my wife, Allie, a simple fishing question that she will likely get incorrect. Allie, first off, congratulations on your fantasy fishing performance so far. What's been the key to your picks? So, yeah, I've just really um, been doing my research, and, um, yeah, I just, just know how to pick them. I don't know to tell you, everyone else needs to keep up because I'm kicking everybody's butts. You also do very well at this segment every week, so are you ready for this week's question? I'm ready. What is a silver buddy? Um, so a silver buddy is, um, you know, it's a shiny little guy. Um, very, very reflective, really gets the fish's uh, attention. Uh, in the water, and um, it's something you can you can really rely on, like a good friend, like a good buddy. So use a silver buddy. You've got a friend in your silver buddy. That's all for my best catch. Tune in next week for another question. Allie, thank you for joining me. You are welcome. In case you missed it, a couple weeks ago I created a Bassmaster Fantasy Fishing Group for the podcast. That is the CKLHP group on Bassmaster Fantasy Fishing. And there you can compete with your fellow listeners for a Carolina Waters prize pack for the overall winner from this season. All you have to do is go to Bassmaster.com and click on the Fancy Fishing tab. And you can still join the group. And all of the, if you are already part of Bassmaster Fantasy Fishing, all of those stats that you've accumulated so far should, should be included in the group once you sign up. The password for that group is Kayak with a capital K. And yeah, you can compete with your fellow listener for that Carolina Waters prize pack. 
We'd really like to get some more members into that. I believe we have 10 signed up already. Right now, Allie is actually in the lead of the group, which is amazing. She has somehow picked two really, really good teams to start the season. Keith McGee was the Okeechobee winner. He had 1,047 points. And then Allie took home the Lake Seminole uh, title of the group so far. So make sure you get signed up and join the group and compete against your fellow listeners for that prize pack. Coming up next week, we have the CCKF season opener at Falls Lake. That'll be March 18th, and that is also the same day as the South Divisional of Queen City on Lake Murray. And I expect uh, Jeremy Heath to be very competitive in that Southern Divisional for Queen City. So signups are open for both of those tournaments, so make sure you get signed up for whichever one is closest to you, whichever one suits your style of fishing the best. And then the week after that is somehow Classic Week already, as well as the second CK event of the season at Sharon Harris. Next week, I plan to have a show, but I'm not currently sure who the guest will be, so stand by for more information about next week's show. But until next time, this has been the Carolina Kayak Lunker Hunters Podcast. Mm -hmm.